You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, you can always give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram or just join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. All right. I am extra excited. So today's a solo episode. I haven't done too many solo episodes. I've had a lot of um, a lot of guests that have come on the show and a lot more guests that will be coming on later on throughout the summer. But I thought this would be a fun sort of solo episode with me and you together, me in your headphones or me on your YouTube screen, wherever you're watching or listening to this. I have a very special announcement because I'm so grateful to everyone that has ordered my Housewives Watching Wine, which you can see it all back there, all four fun designs. It's a light, crisp rosé, less than a gram of sugar, 12.8% alcohol, so you'll be litty city. To say thank you all for buying wine, I wanted to restock your refrigerator. So I'm giving away an additional 12-pack. I mean, some of you may have ordered the 12-pack variety pack, or maybe you ordered the individual eight-packs. Whatever you ordered, I'm going to restock you with a full 12 pack of my no filter rosé because I'm so grateful and I love you guys. So I'm having a very fun giveaway, but I'm not just giving away wine. 12 pack of wine for anyone that's already made a purchase or will be making a purchase between now and July 19th. Um, But I'm also going to be giving away some fun little merch to go with it. So I have these cute little boxes that I uh, created a little while ago, a few couple years ago when I launched my merch and then I stopped selling merch. Um, And so they're, they're these fun little boxes, like a FabFitFun sort of box. But in it, I have some very exciting goodies. Okay, so I am giving away some new merch that's not on sale, not available anywhere, but just something I decided I wanted to do, create for fun just for the summer. So you can't get this anywhere. But so I have my no filter cap. It's a fun denim cap. It says hashtag no filter on it. I also have a cute little tank. It's got um it's perfect for summer because you don't I and mean, nobody wants tan lines no, or nobody wants that ugly farmer's tan so you're gonna rock this all summer long look at you got my cute little face on your nipples it says litty city on it because that's what you're gonna be doing when you're drinking this housewives watching wine so my partners at elix and i are gonna be giving away a 12 pack along with lots of goodies from my launch party i had a gift bag that had all sorts of goodies in it look at these cute little facial massagers from forio i love these because you can like massage your, not only are you washing your face with these little, they vibrate. Ooh, you can use that later. Um, so not only does it help cleanse your face, but it's also a facial massager. So it's going to help like get, I love it to get like all that lymphatic drainage out of my face. Really, really good. Some yummy snacks so that when you're watching Housewives, I've got some delicious protein sticks, healthier protein sticks from Chomps, which are really good, especially after a workout or when you're watching. It's like a beef jerky, but like way better for you. Got some popcorn because I love me some popcorn. What else we got in here? You're getting all these goodies, you guys. Uh, a Foreo facial cleanser. You've got High Beauty. I've talked about High Beauty and shown them on my Instagram for years now. So High Beauty is hemp oil infused 
beauty products. So we got some facial oils, this amazing peeling masks that you can look cute all summer long. Uh, Kopari, my friends at Kopari have also given some um, delicious lip glossy, coconut oil lip glossy so that your lips will stay hydrated. So your face is going to be hydrated. Your lips are going to be hydrated. You're going to be looking cute from the inside out because I've also got some Aura Inner Beauty collagen that I'm giving you guys. I'm throwing some packets of that in there. So everything that everybody got when they came to the No Filter Wine launch party is included in this box in addition to this new merch that, again, is not available for sale anywhere and a 12-pack of wine. So if you want some no-filter merch, if you want some beauty goodies, if you want some yummy snacks for when you're sitting at home watching Housewives, you can enter to win. So all I want you to do is just post a picture to your Instagram, or you can do a video if you want to get fancy with it. But post a pic showing me how you're enjoying your no-filter rosé. Are you enjoying it poolside? Are you on a yacht like Countess Luann? Are you out to brunch? Are you sneaking in your in your Uber? I know I always like to sneak it in my Uber. Um, are you drinking it while watching Housewives? Let me know how you're enjoying the wine. Post it to Instagram. You'll want to make sure that your account is public so that I can actually see that you've posted it to Instagram. And then in the caption below, I want you to give me your best housewife tagline. So whatever represents you, whatever vibe, you know, if you want to talk about living in Encino and finding everybody's skeletons in their closets, cool. If you want to talk about your gray gardens, awesome. Whatever fits your vibe, post a pic. Show me that. Show me you drinking that wine since you've already ordered it. You already have some. Show me you drinking that wine. Post a cute caption with your housewife's tagline and be sure to tag at no filter with Zach and hashtag no filter wine. That's all you got to do. Easy. Post a pic, caption your housewife's tagline and tag at no filter with Zach. That's all you got to do. All the details are on my Instagram account or on the show's Instagram account. And I think my, my Instagram account too, at no filter with Zach. So you can go. See all the full details there. I'm going to be picking the most creative, whichever one I think is like the funniest, the cheekiest, whoever I think knocked it out of the park is going to be the one that takes home the prize, this whole little fun prize along with your 12 pack of wine. I'm going to be announcing the winner on the podcast July 19th. So Monday, July 19th, get ready because it's going to be a really fun giveaway. I can't wait to see all of your photos. If you don't have wine, but you do want to participate and want to, you know, make sure you get that 12 pack, then you can always restock at nofilterwine.com, www.nofilterwine.com. You have a chance to order it still right now. It usually arrives within a week, sometimes most of the time, less than a week, usually a couple of days. Or if you're local to Los Angeles, you'll get it like super fast. So you can order it right now, nofilterwine.com. Winner announced on Monday, July 19th. So go post your pics and you'll get this full, delicious, fun package. You're going to look cute. You're going to feel litty city and we're just going to have a hot girl summer, guys. Let's do it. Okay. So let's dive into all of the tea this week. Erica Jane. Oh my gosh, Erica Jane. Like I can't keep up. She's worse than a Kardashian. I just, I can't keep up. There's always something new and always like some news breaking with her. So now, or I guess as of Monday, she officially has a new lawyer. If you'll remember a couple of weeks ago, her previous lawyer, Peter Mastin, was representing her and then he filed a motion to be removed from her case because he said that uh, their trust had been broken and that he couldn't in good faith continue to represent her. She wasn't being fully honest with, I guess, their investigation. 
there weren't too many details other than trust was broken. I want off of the case. Everybody was like, what? What could this have? What could have led to this? The Hulu documentary came out right before. Um, Usually these things don't happen that fast within 24 hours. So is it possible that the, the Hulu documentary, The Housewife and the Hustler, is it possible that they, that it had some sort of influence on Peter withdrawing? Maybe, but it's probably unlikely. I'm sure he was thinking about this for a while, and I'm sure the Hulu documentary was just kind of convenient timing. I'm sure he didn't love the documentary. I'm sure that definitely made him feel a little bit relieved about stepping down. But the interesting part was a couple of days after that, Peter then withdrew his motion to withdraw representation from Erica. So everyone's like, oh, I assumed that it was a payment issue. I assumed that... It was because she probably hadn't paid her his legal fees. And he was like, if you don't pay, I'm going to dip. And then she finally, and then he filed the motion. Then she was like, hold up, wait a minute. I got some Fenty money left over. Here you go. Here's your paycheck. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. I'm going to withdraw this motion and I'll keep representing you. Well, that's no longer the case because she's now hired a new lawyer that has now been introduced and we are, I'm assuming letting Peter sail off into the sunset at this point. But now we have Evan C. Borges. I think that Borges, I think that's how you pronounce it. I went to school with somebody who was a Borges and that's how he pronounced it. So I'm hoping I'm not botching that. Anyway, Evan is a lawyer. He's been a lawyer for many, many years. And so his specialties are in commercial litigation, criminal defense, white collar crimes, litigation, banking and finance and litigation bankruptcy. So all basically all Erica's boxes. Well, I mean, I'm not making any allegations about criminal defense, white collar crime. I'm not making any allegations. I'm just, you know, it's what she's seemingly tied up in and that's what he represents and what a coinky dink. So Evan is her new representation. I guess things seem to be going all right. I mean, he wouldn't have taken on the case if he didn't think he could actually do something with it. And if you look at his history, he's received some awards. He has a number of like press mentions. He seems like a pretty powerful lawyer who has a lot of experience defending really high profile clients. Or I guess high profile means more of like famous or well known. Some of his previous clients, I don't think would be considered famous or well-known, but they were definitely very wealthy clients. They're not like headline makers, but they're people that needed some very large settlements or needed to be cleared of some very large settlements. And he seemed to have done the trick and hopefully he can help Erica get her shit together because it's a hot ass mess. She was spotted out again Erica, girl, like, we just need to stay inside. Like, I don't even know if these paparazzi pictures are real or if they're staged. I've gone back and forth. Some of them look staged. Some of them look real. I think it may be a a combination of both, but I don't understand the strategy, and I'm trying to rack my head around it. So as we saw last, what was it, last week, she had her, she was boarding the private jet. And so we're seeing her wear this Cartier Panther ring that she actually wore back in season six of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's a really, really pretty ring. It's like this, um, I don't know if it's silver or white gold or platinum. I'm not sure what it is, but it is silver in color with like some green emerald encrusted 
gems in the ring. Very, very pretty. Worth $189,000. That's the value of it. Apparently, she was trying. She was hunting it down for a while, and Tom finally got it for her as a Christmas gift a couple of years ago, or a few years ago. So, uh, Q, glad you got that. I mean, in this case, I guess it's you know we saw it on the show, and on the show, she says that it was a gift from Tom, and that is seemingly her defense or the defense that she's trying to play right now in court is that the items that she has were gifts from her husband. And that's why the property is entitled to her. It's not community property. It's her own personal property because they were gifts. So in a sense, if she's able to like pull that argument off, she may be able to keep this ring because there's actual footage and proof that she says that, you know, claims that checks out that it was a gift from Tom. But my thing is, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, why even be spotted? Like, I don't understand the strategy behind all of it. You know what I mean? But I like, I understand because a lot of people are like, she needs to sell that ring and give the money to the victims. And like, yes, I hear you. And I understand that. But you also have to understand from a legal standpoint, she can't give anything up right now. She can't offer any money. She can't give any furniture or jewelry because the second she can't even say I'm sorry to the victims because the second she does that, she's already looped into all of these lawsuits and so many of these creditors and lenders that are trying to get money from Tom know that it's a lot harder to get money from him than it would be to get the money from Erica directly because at this point he's playing the Alzheimer's and the dementia and he's under conservatorship and so it seems like she knows that at some point she's probably going to have to fork over some money and based off of legal counsel I assume her legal counsel is advising her to not offer anything up because in the end, if she has to pay anything back, she'll use whatever she has left to actually use that as collateral towards paying those settlements. I would assume she's probably going to end up at some point filing for bankruptcy as well down the line once we have a settlement, but she can't give anything up currently. She can't give up her ring. Should she be wearing her Cartier Panther ring that's worth 80 that's worth almost $190,000. No, I don't think she should be flashing that, but she can't give it up right now because any sort of like ounce of remorse or any sort of compassion that she can show the victims, unfortunately would be seen as some sort of admission of guilt. And the lenders I would imagine would just hone in and try to milk her for everything that's owed to Tom's former lenders and the victims. And you know, again, whether or not she knew is the biggest question that's up in the air right now. She's claiming she didn't know. He, um, the uh, the Edelson people are claiming that she did know and they're claiming that they can prove it in court. We'll have to see how that all shakes out and whether or not, I mean, I'm assuming she's going to call them on their bluff and see if they can actually prove that she knew anything. And what would that look like? There would have to be text messages, emails, some sort of correspondence that proves that she actually contributed to Tom ripping off these clients, allegedly. So we'll see. She's probably holding on to as much as she can because she'll likely have to pay up once there's a verdict that's reached. And 
I don't know if the house, I mean, we know that his law building, his downtown LA office, that has been auctioned off or that's been sold. So that's money that's now going to be helping to pay off the victims and lenders and creditors. The house would obviously also really help pay back a lot, but there's so much money that's owed at this point that, I mean, I would assume somebody's going to be left out of pocket and I hope it's not the victims. I hope it's the lenders because they don't need the money as much as, you know, some of these victims do, but we'll see. The biggest issue I have with Erica is that she's like flashing and flaunting her wealth. I understand not showing any sort of remorse and trying to just be business as usual on social media because she's trying to hold up this front that she needs to from a legal standpoint. I get that, but like, why go the extra mile and like flash your jewelry? Why be caught seen on a private jet? I mean, understandably, she can't really fly commercial right now, but where is she going on a private jet? Like, where does she need to be so badly that she needs to be out? And how is it that the paparazzi are able to conveniently find her? Like, I just, I don't understand the PR strategy in any of this. And I don't know if, I wonder if her PR team is even still representing her. And if they are, I feel like they need to like, help her out because this strategy is just making her look worse in my opinion if anything you know it's giving people like ronald richards more ammunition against her because he's tracking everything that that she's doing so he knows that she still has the cartier panther ring and he knows the value of that panther ring and so of course he's going to try to write that into what's owed or maybe that's part of her strategy maybe she's like here's the ring you've seen it on real housewives of beverly hills you know how much it's worth so instead of going after the money i have in the bank go after this the jewelry and the assets that i have that i'm showing you that i have because then that's where you can, you know, take the money from and not even look at my bank accounts and not even try to take any of my housewives money or my book royalties or my music residuals or whatever's left. I don't know what the strategy is. I'm still trying to understand it and piece it together. Everything's still like very up in the air at this point. And I'm going to have another like legal commentator on the show soon to discuss, you know, just from a legal standpoint, what all of this looks like. Um, so if you do have questions or things about the Erica Jane Girardi, Tom Girardi scandal that you want to know, either DM me or join the private Facebook group and leave a comment there. That way I know, you know, which angles and topics to tackle once I have somebody booked. I already have a couple of feelers out there. It just depends on who's going to be available in the next couple of weeks. Okay, let's move on to Monique Samuels from Real Housewives of Potomac, or formerly of Real Housewives of Potomac, Monique Samuels. As you'll know, the breakout star from last season is T'Challa, her bird. And unfortunately, T'Challa, as Monique Samuels has recently posted on her Instagram, was involved in a freak accident and has passed away. I don't know what that means. I don't know what a freak accident looks like. Obviously, I'm... Ugh. I don't even want to think about that poor T'Challa. He was such a, he, I don't know. I'm not that attached to the bird, to be honest with you. But like, it's sad when somebody loses their pet. Obviously last year she lost, like lost him. He flew away and then he ended up coming back and all the women claimed that that was all like a PR setup. Obviously he's gone now. So the, I don't think this is much of a PR setup, but RIP to T'Challa and love to you, Monique Samuels. Let's divvy over. Well, Potomac is coming back soon. Are you guys excited? Are we, 
are we ready for Potomac? I believe that on the Bravo app, there's a, a first look that I heard is really good. I haven't watched it yet, but some people in the private Facebook group were dishing and were saying that it was really juicy and that they're really looking forward to the new season of Potomac. I hope so. I know Roni Real Houses of New York is really bad this season and it's really dragged out. I didn't even watch this week's episode yet. It's not much of a priority for me, to be honest. I heard that it wasn't very good. It's another political debate between Leah and Ramona. I just, it's, this season is not only not interesting, but it's also just exhausting. But let's divvy over to Beverly Hills. So Garcelle was on Watch Happens Live recently, and she was talking with Andy Cohen, and she was teasing that there's going to be some drama between her and Dorit. Obviously, we saw there was a little tiff between Kyle and Dorit, and then there's this beef between Crystal and Sutton. This week, we see that Crystal and Sutton have it out, and Sutton calls Crystal's leather pants ugly. I personally don't think they're ugly. I actually think they're kind of cute, and I think Crystal rocks them very well. Sutton, on the other hand, her outfits are a little magoo, but so is she but I think she's harmless ultimately at the end of the day I think Sutton really Crystal needs to cut her a little bit of slack like she's a harmless old lady and like at this point like let her be a little cuckoo magoo like she's been divorced she's you know she's been through some stuff and she is fine she's not gonna hurt anybody she's not trying to violate anybody let's be honest but Garcelle teases that was teasing that there is going to be some beef with Dorit and then Andy brought up that there's going to be another cast member that really comes at Garcelle that's kind of like it comes as a shock. And he was caught off guard and he said he was shaking. And then Garcelle was like, I was caught off guard, too. I didn't see that coming. So I'm like, who could it be? Could it be Chris? Is Crystal now going to come for Garcelle? Because that would kind of be a bit of a plot twist because they're kind of like, you know, some of the newbies, obviously, they're not really getting along with Sutton. So I think as newbies, as women of color, there's kind of a, you know, an understand. I think Garcelle even talked about it. like there's just an understanding between the two of them that's very different from the other women on the cast. So I think that would be a bit of a shocker if Crystal comes for Garcelle and kind of, you know, has some beef with her. Or maybe it's Erica because Garcelle, I'm sure, is going to poke a bit into Erica's like drama with or the scandal with Tom and her divorce. Obviously, we know that there is some beef between Sutton and Erica. I don't think it's Kyle and I don't think it's Dorit only because she's already had beef with Kyle and that's been settled. She's already had beef or she's already teased that there's going to be beef with Dorit that's coming up. So it's not her. So if we narrow down the list, it's Erica, Crystal, Sutton, Lisa Rinna, I don't know if Lisa Rin is actually going to be coming for Garcelle. I think Lisa Rin is like, I'm going to take a bit of a backseat this season. Like, I'm tired of getting dragged as the villain or as the stop, as the pot stir. So I don't think it's going to be Lisa Rinna. I think it's either going to be Crystal or Erica. I think those are the only two most likely people that will be beefing with Garcelle later in the season. Um, okay, while we're on the topic of Beverly Hills, let's talk about Kim Richards' book. Because over the weekend, a lot of people were like, oh my God, Kim Richards' book is coming back. She's going to be telling everything. She's going to mention it all. She's going to be talking about the husband and Lisa Rinna's husband. And she's going to be talking about her sisters, Kathy and Kyle. And she's going to be revealing everything. And she's got, she's even got some beef on Andy Cohen. And that sounds juicy. I'm not going to lie. That does sound juicy. And that sounds like whoever is on the book PR team, I believe it's with Simon & Schuster. I might be wrong. But whoever's on that book PR team is really working to 
try and spill some teasers or spoilers or whatever to make it sound juicy so that people pre-order the book and want to buy it. However, how realistic is this? Is there anything that Kim Richards actually knows about Lisa Rinna's husband? Let's be honest. Like what? I mean, I thought it was that her husband, Harry Hamlin, used to be an alcoholic and maybe Kim saw Harry Hamlin at some meetings before. And so I always assumed that's what the rumors were about. I don't know if there's anything else that she really has on Harry Hamlin that is going to be that juicy. Like if anything, the Harry Hamlin stuff, I feel like might be a bit of a disappointment. I feel like they're going to try to lead with that, but it might be a a disappointment. And also like what benefit does Kim Richards even have dragging all that up again? Like is anybody even interested in what Harry Hamlin might have potentially done? Um, Is it worth reigniting her feud with Lisa Rinna? And then talking about Kyle and Kathy, her sisters, obviously in the book description, it says that she, uh, you know, is going to talk about being a whipping post for her sisters. But is she really going to divulge anything that salacious? Like we saw the big falling out they had with Kyle when she was doing American Woman. And that was just a, a scripted television show based off of their life growing up with their mother. That wasn't an actual tell-all. This is technically a tell-all. I don't think she's going to reveal anything juicy about Kyle and Kathy. And I don't think, because at, at this point, there's no point in ruffling their feathers or trying to divulge any past drama. I think the three of them are in a good place and I don't think it would be worth it to tarnish their current relationship. So I don't expect there's going to be anything juicy about them now. But like if you, God, there was a, an Instagram account and if anybody remembers what the account was, please leave it in a comment. But there was an Instagram account that dove into Kim Richards' history and talks about how the uh, their mother, the Richards' mother, would, would she be a Richards? I guess she would be a Richards' mom. She would kind of not pimp them out. Well, I guess pimp them out in a way where she would have them, she would teach them how to go after really wealthy, affluent men that can provide a lifestyle for them. And as we see, they did that. I mean, I guess with exception for Kyle, but Kyle's husband eventually did become very successful and wealthy. But, you know, Kathy married Rick Hilton and Kim was engaged to many powerful and wealthy men. So I know that was part of the history. I know one of her ex-husbands was murdered and she had to like go into where he was murdered and identify him. I know there may have been some like gangster mafia ties with some of her exes. Like I know Kim Richards has been through a lot and I know her story alone is very juicy and salacious that I don't even think she needs to drag her sisters or Harry Hamlin into the book. I don't think she has anything on Andy Cohen and I think it would it wouldn't be in her best interest to drag Andy Cohen because her best paycheck outside of this book is going to be Real Housewives and if she wants to still have cameos if she wants to still do BravoCon I assume that it's not going to really disparage the reputation of Bravo or Andy Cohen because it's also coming out the weekend of BravoCon so I'm assuming that that was a strategic PR move so that Bravo would book Kim Richards to do a book signing and sell books at BravoCon. That would make a lot of sense. So I don't think she's going to be coming for Andy Cohen. I don't think she's going to be coming for Bravo. I think whatever she reveals about the behind the scenes about Beverly Hills is going to be run through Bravo or at least somewhat juicy enough to maybe 
satiate the appetite, but not revealing enough to kill her relationship with Bravo. I think that would be a really stupid move. And I don't think she's willing to do that considering she doesn't have a whole lot of work outside of doing Real Housewives at this point and cameos, which are hilarious, but also kind of crazy. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with Kim Richards' book. It's on sale October 15th, BravoCon weekend. I think I'm going to buy it regardless whether it's going to be juicy or not. I think it's going to be juicy, but it's going to be more juicy about her own personal life and her own demons more than it's going to be an expose revealing a ton of other stuff. I mean, there may be snippets about Harry Hamlin. There may be snippets about Lisa Rinna and her feud. There may be snippets about behind the scenes Beverly Hills tea, but I don't think there's any. it's going to be that, you know, salaciously groundbreaking about other people other than herself. But I'm still, I'm here for it. I'm going to read it. I'm ready for it. Let's get it. Come on, Kim Richards. Let's go. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Wow. That was a fun little 30-minute episode we did today. I have Amy Phillips that's going to be on the show next week. She's hilarious. If you're not following her on Instagram, please do. And then, um, yeah, I have some other really fun and exciting guests. I may be going back in studio very soon. I... Did a little walkthrough and might be coming back to studio very, very soon. So we'll see about that. But keep up with me at Just Plain Zach. Keep up with the show at No Filter with Zach. Please leave me a five-star review because I love that validation. The five-star reviews really, really do help. Five-star ratings are great. But if you can leave one to two sentences about what you like about the show, what you enjoyed, which guests you really enjoyed, and what types of guests you want to see more of, like any good, positive, constructive feedbacks that people that are new that haven't listened to the show can look at the reviews and be like, oh, this is actually a cool show. Maybe I'll listen to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Snap, snap. If you haven't joined our private Facebook group, the link is in the description below. You can join. Lots of good stuff there. Don't forget to follow us on the Instagram and go to at No Filter with Zach right now because me and my pals at Elix are giving away a 12 pack of my No Filter Rose. Right here, I've got I'm Ready to Flip a Table. We've also got I Stole Kim's Goddamn House. I'm ready to mention it all. And now tell me who gonna check me, boo. So go enter right now. Bye.